to you from the text first Peter 1 verses 13 to 25 I greet you this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ trusting that we are all well and today, my topic to you is living in hope through Christ. And today, I pray that our hearts will be blessed as the message goes forth. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you again for this moment that we can be here today to hear your word as your word goes forth. Lord, today I pray that as a man servant that you will empower me through your Holy Spirit that whatever I preach will be just say the Lord without fear, without faith. Take over right now. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen and amen. amen. This text that I'll be preaching from this morning, the main idea of this text is we hope because God's grace has done everything perfect through His Son, Jesus Christ. And today, I will be speaking mainly are addressing the church, the people of God this morning. A hope not centered on Christ Jesus is false hope. And today, as I preach from this text that are this epistle that Peter wrote, I want to engage you in a historical background or context or a history. Why the Apostle Peter wrote this text and who he was writing to. Peter was writing to the persecuted Christians strangers, 
scattered all over the world in Asia Minor. Now, that same location is now Western Turkey in modern day. Amen, church? It was a situation of suffering, trial, and trial. The persecution took the form of slander, riots, local police action, and social ostracism. So, these Christians, and they were Gentile Christians, were going through troubled times. Peter was writing this epistle from Rome called Babylon. In the text when Peter wrote, he used the word or the term Babylon to disguise where he was writing from. Reason for that is to avoid getting into trouble with the Romans' authority, during which this was the period of the ruthless empire, uh, emperor, sorry, pardon me, emperor called Nero. So today, I have outlined from this text, and we are going to look at this hope that Peter was talking to these Christians to hold on. And this hope that Peter was speaking about as he encourages these Christians who were going under persecution, suffering, and trial, we want to ask the question, what is this hope this morning? And I want you to listen to me very carefully, my Christian friends, because right now, even in Jamaica, a worldwide Christians are being persecuted and Christians are suffering. Even in Jamaica, Christians are suffering. There's a report that came out recently that the poverty rate and the poverty line has grown. More people in Jamaica is living in poverty. So things is getting rough. So we need encouragement. So Peter wrote this epistle, this letter, to this group of Christians that were scattered in Asia Minor at that time. What is this hope? This hope comes about because of what God has done. So today as I preach through this text, I will be preaching and asking these questions. What is this hope? This hope, as I said, comes about because of what God has done. And listen to me carefully. Through grace, God sent his son to this world to die for us. So we can have salvation and be reconciled back to God. 
What am I talking about here? Peter said it in verse 3. That because Christ, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. We have hope. My friends. So because of the resurrection of Christ. There is hope for us as Christians. So we can't live like the man who don't know Jesus Christ and has no hope and lives on the far's hope. We have a risen Savior. He was put to death and on the third day he rose again. So because of this resurrection, what God has done through Christ, we have hope, my Christian friends. My Christian brothers and sisters, there is hope. Sins are forgiven because of the resurrection. And eternal life comes to us because of the resurrection. And eternal life here that I am talking about is quality life. So while you are living on this earth as a Christian, you will live a life full of quality. And if you should pass you are going to heaven where there is quality life. Amen, church? Through this hope, faith in Christ, doors are open. Through this hope, new possibility awaits us, my Christian friends. We can live victorious in the midst of hostility. So Peter is saying here, despite hostility, hope in Jesus Christ will take you through. Because there is nothing like hope in Jesus Christ. God has given us new birth and an inheritance that can never perish, spoil our fear because of this resurrection. So what does that mean? This hope has given us what? A new birth. We look at life in a new way. There is an inheritance for us that can never, what Peter said, perishes, spoil our fear away because of this hope which is Christ Jesus. Amen, church? So that is the hope that Peter is saying to these Christians that you must hold fast to. You must hang on on this hope because of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to this earth, died and bled, and then was resurrected in three days' time. He's alive. And here is this living hope, which is Christ Jesus. I ask the question again, why this hope? My friends, think about it. Why this hope? We live in a society built on hopelessness for many. Many of us wake up in the morning, even from this community, and when we wake up, all around us is hopelessness. The society is built up 
for many of us. And it is mirrored with what? Hopelessness. You see no hope and you give up. But I'm saying to you, Peter is saying to us that we have a hope. We have a living hope, a blessed hope, which is Christ Jesus. Amen, church. Satan's plan is to what? Discredit and destroy the church and individual Christians' credibility and integrity, my friends. The Christians, the Gentile one in, in, in Asia Minor, were living in suffering and persecution and trial, as I said. And Peter wrote this epistle to them to encourage them and to strengthen them. They were experiencing slander, riots, local police brutality, and being ostracized from what? Society. They were deemed as outcasts. They not fit into the society. Remember, you know, you are, they are Christians and the world sees us as different. So they have us as outcasts. Let me give you a little story here about this period when Nero, the emperor, was in control. Nero was a wicked emperor. emperor. Nero, the emperor of Rome at that time, caught some part of Rome into fire, burned down some part of Rome, and then came up with a story filled with lies, says the Christian, living in Rome, burn it down. And then he turns around and begins to persecute and kill Christians. Nero killed Christians that have their body burning to make soap. He was vicious to Christians. And that persecution and viciousness to Christians in Rome filtered down to all the Roman Empire, including Asia Minor. So Peter was living here while he was writing this epistle. So he was writing to warn the other Christians and to encourage them from this persecution because it was right there. There were strangers living in an hostile place. They were a church, a called out people set apart by God, belonging to God. And as I said, Christians should not partake in sinful acts. So they were God's people belonging to God, called out by God. Church, because the church has begun by then, just like us right now. It's just that in that time the church was not so formalized like no, or institutionalized like no, but it was the church that was under persecution and told God that 
this morning we can wake up and come to church like we, like how we want to. There is some place in this world that you can't come to church. You have to make it up on the ground. You can't do it in a China. You can't do it in the Muslim world. So we have to thank God that we can come to church. Amen, church. This world that we live in gives us false promises. They are, or they make promises they cannot attain or keep. This is the world that we live in. Let us look at some of these false ones. Everything nowadays, even advertisement and every little thing is about gambling. You notice? When we had a couple of and we never get saved, we used to love race ass. Buy me race ass, we go a track. Pass some Saturday. No, it has taken another step. While we are in church, as a gallop dog came on a spark. So real start run past Sundays too, my friend. And gambling is all over the place. We have become a country of what? Gamblers. Talk to me, the man. And because we love gambling so much, now comes the lotto scam. So we do the lotto scamming, hoping to earn a lot of money, my friends. We place our hopes in politicians, especially in the inner city communities. We place our hopes on politicians. And they're not helping us. We always see some of them once a year. When election ready for run, you see them. And you don't see them again till election ready for run. Talk to me in the church. Even if you don't live down here, you know, you vote. Some of you vote. And we live in our constituency and I see that's the emo, that's how politician operates. Talk to me. The dance. We rely on the dance because help is missing in our communities. We rely on our spouses. Because my spouse is working here and there and whatever. We place our hopes in our spouses. We place our hopes in our children. We send them to get educated and say, when me a little boy knew was this term going around, my children is my pension. Then they think they're not happen again, my friend. Hello. Our children have been taken over by this world who teach them Another thing, teach them to be selfish and don't look at them as their father or even honoring them. And that is a fact. So this is false, my friend. They will help you sometimes. But this hope, Christ Jesus or in Christ Jesus, will help you all the time. As you cry out to him, as you ask for help, he's there. He's not there sometimes, he's there every time, he's there around the clock. My friends, 
Hallelujah. All authority is given to him that is Christ Jesus. In heaven and on earth. He owns and controls everything on earth. And let me tell you something, my friend. If you read Psalms 24, it said, The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And they that live what? And dwell therein. So here I am saying to you, why this hope? This hope is necessary. This is why this hope is needed. A hope in Jesus Christ is not just wishful thinking or optimism. It is a hope that will bring help to you when you need it. A hope anchored on Christ or in Christ Jesus is the right way to go, my friend. This hope gives us independence and openness to God and his future. This is Christ Jesus. The resurrection of Christ gives us hope, not false hope. Because hope in Jesus Christ is the real deal and the real thing, not something false, my brothers and sisters. Peter said here, we must rejoice greatly, take comfort in this hope that is Christ Jesus. For what God has done for us through him, his son, Jesus Christ. And I want to say to you, ch church here, come, taste what God has done for you. Taste it. He has sent his son. We were living in sin. Man was deemed doomed. To be destroyed because of sin. And God sent us his son. To die. And resurrected. So that there is hope for mankind. There is hope for humanity. So I am saying to you. Come taste what God has done. This hope brings forgiveness of sin. This hope brings Forgiveness, sorry, brings salvation, my friends. As I said before, and also eternal life. This hope, faith in Christ is for the weak and the helpless. Those who carry themselves. Those who are marching on lies. Those who are not helping us in the body if they help you. Your hope is Jesus Christ. No one else but Jesus Christ. He is your help. Hallelujah, church. This hope is the severance from sin authority. Man is not lost anymore, my friend, because of this hope, Jesus Christ. If you place faith in this hope, Jesus Christ, you will not live as being somebody being lost. This hope is the remover of sin 
sins, condemnation. If a man be in Christ, there is no condemnation. No condemnation for those who are living in Christ. So you will please faith and accept this hope that is Jesus Christ. There is no sin condemnation for you, my friends. This hope is the motive for Christ's actions. This hope lifts us up from slavery to ourselves. This hope lifts us up from trials, suffering, and persecution from this world, from our whole habits, loss of the flesh, and the work of the devil. That is what this hope does. This hope, which is Christ Jesus, is what? Our comforter in sorrow. This hope, which is Christ Jesus, is our joy in persecution, my Christian friends. This hope, which is Christ Jesus, is our purifier in life. He gives us a new birth. He takes us out of sin to a place of salvation, my friends. This hope, which is Christ Jesus, is our whole look of expectation to be what? Victorious, my friends. This hope, which is Christ Jesus, is our confidence in confession. This hope, which is Christ Jesus, is our patience in trial. James accounted all joy and be patient. Peter is saying, embrace this suffering because it's temporal, because you have a hope, a living hope, a blessed hope that will take you out of this, which is Christ Jesus. Peter said that you are sojourning. This world is not for us. And you are going to a better place where he is. He said that he will go and prepare mansions for us in his father's house. So I'm saying to you, be patient. This hope, which is Christ Jesus, is our strength in endurance. So I come to the next question, my friend. How to embrace this hope, which is Christ Jesus? One, we must live with confidence, church. You know who Christ Jesus is. Come, be bold to this blessed hope, this living hope. He's the Son of God. All authority was given unto him. He controls everything on this earth. He owns everything on this earth. So we must have confidence in this hope, which is Christ Jesus. When I understand some Christian nowadays, one of them just live defeated, so I live like a broke-winged chicken. I walk around. Like we now have no hope, like we're hopeless. We have a living hope. We have a blessed hope, which is Christ Jesus. And we must place confidence in that hope, my friend. We must live a life 
of dependent, dependence on God. We must live a life with dependence on God. Rely on God and the things of God. Three, live with obedience. Exercise self-control. Peter said, be sober. You can't say you're a Christian and you live like a junkie man. You stumble all over the place. One foot in the church and one foot out. Live with obedience. Peter said here, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you live in ignorance. You have knowledge now. You have been moved. You have been moved from the darkness into the marvelous light. The Apostle John said that. So live with obedience. Four, anticipate this hope. What to come? Come on, no man. We have a sweet day to come, little. When Peter said, when he is revealed, anticipate everything, Christian. Anticipate his second coming because he will be revealed again unto us. So anticipate what is coming. There is a readiness. Prepare your minds for action. Oh, no, man. This hope we should be prepared because we know what this hope is all about. We must be anticipating. We must be saying like when John was in exile on the Isle of Patmos and when he was writing Revelation, come Lord Jesus, come. That's what we must be saying. Come Lord Jesus, come. Anticipate. How we embrace this hope again? Live in holiness. You are called to be holy because God is holy. Peter said, be holy because he is holy. Live in reverent fear. Solomon said, the fear of God is what? The beginning of what? Wisdom. Fear him. Fear God. Because you know who the awesome God is and what he has done for you through his son Jesus Christ. We must fear him. God raised his son from the dead. There is, not, there is nothing impossible to God. So there must be this reverent fear of God because of who he is. God and God alone. Amen, church. We must what? Live. How do we embrace it? We must live in love. Repeat us. Love your brothers. Love one another what? Deeply from the heart. Because if you don't love somebody from the heart, you know. You don't love them, you know. You don't really truly love them, you know. If you love them from the brain, it can't change any time. But if you love them from the heart, it will be something permanent. If you love them from the brain 
or the mind, it could be infatuation. Talk to me now, man. Many times that that we do in our, in our young days, you know. Other things dictate our minds. And we say we love, but we don't love from the heart. When you love from the heart, it's almost unconditional. It's like the agape love of God. And Peter was quick to warn. In verse 25, he said, Don't award it to man. To man. All men are all men are like what? Grass and flower. Grass withers and flower the what? Feed and falls. So they're the last. So what he's saying here? Now put your hope in man. Put your hope in the Son of God, which is Christ Jesus. God has done something to his Son for you. And what should you do is embrace what God has done to his Son by what? Placing saving faith in his Son Jesus Christ and worshiping him. We must worship Jesus. Let us quickly apply this text. Here, my friend. Peter is saying here that we must live victorious in the midst of hostility. My friends, look around us. Gunshot of us every day. The crime rate has skyrocketed. Last time in the yellow side, we Jamaica occupied around third and fourth. Murderous country per capita in the world is like right a civil war. The economy is contracting. The love of God from people, people suffering, all kind of thing. People are being ostracized. If you live downtown, you can't go uptown. You're treated like an outcast. So Peter said, despite everything, we must live victorious. He said here, while we're living in hostility, we must not what? Live without losing hope. So we must live victorious in the midst of hostility without what? Losing hope. So despite, my friend, we are Christian and we have a hope which is Christ Jesus. The Son of God, He promises that He will never leave us and we, He will never fail us. So come and taste this blessed hope, this living hope, which is Christ Jesus, my friend. Live victorious in the midst of hostility without becoming bitter. God and I help me, Christian friend. Peter said, Rejoice greatly because we know the hope that we hope on. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is the answer to everything. He's the one that gives salvation. He's the judge of every man's work. 
So we must not become bitter. You will never see some little people here in Christ. No, no money. The mighty very, I get a little in age. And they are so comfortable, they are so relaxed. Because they are not depending on the hope from this world that is a false hope. The hope of this world do what? Promises us all kind of thing and they can't keep it. The promises of God are in that slack. God is not slack concerning his promise. And he has provided a hope to his son. So what we need to be bitter for? Stop the little miserableness and the bitterness. And, and embrace the living and blessed hope. The son of God, Christ Jesus. Trust and depend on God. Always. God alone. Don't depend upon nobody. It's when everything else has dropped down on you and I feel you. God or the Son of God, Jesus Christ, will not fail you, my friend. We must look forward to the second coming. When we said to one, I repeat, I said to the Christian in Asia, you're so journeying. You're going to have a while. Better is coming. He's coming back. Our blessed hope, our living hope, which is Christ Jesus. So hold on to the end. And in conclusion, my friend, all praises must be given unto God. For He has given us His Son, Christ Jesus. A living hope so that we can embrace him and live with what? Confidence. Dependence upon God. Live with obedience. Anticipation of what to come and be ready. Live in holiness. Live in fear of God and in love. And I'm saying to you, my friend, today, we are Christians. And we have hope. We are not like those who are living in the world who doesn't have hope. And if there is anyone sitting in the congregation here who are not a Christian, as I outlined this morning, there is a better hope than the hope that you are holding on to in this world. And that hope is the Son of God, Christ Jesus. Let go! The world and coming as I am. Come to Christ. Because he's the real deal, the real hope. Not a hope that spoils our fear. But a hope that lasts from everlasting to everlasting. So let it go. I heard you, my friend. Come and tease. This hope, this sweet hope that is anchored in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Come and taste this hope so that your sorrows can be gone. So that he can take you through persecution, trials, and suffering. 
So I said to you, live in all through Christ Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this word today. As I ask you to stand, as I pray for this word and hand back over to the moderator. Please stand. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for everything, for what you have done for us, mighty Jesus. 